The summer they'd turned nine had been particularly hot, the kind of heat where the bedsheets stick to you all night and your clothes stick to you all day. One August Sunday, they all sat in the small meeting house in Wonderland, sweltering, the ladies fanning themselves, the men suffering but motionless, Miller and Ash and Ollie trying not to knock their heels against the back of the pine box pews. The meetings could often pass in total silence, but on this day, several members had given vocal ministry, perhaps out of a need to do something, anything, to forget the heat. When it was over, the three of them had gotten permission to go swimming. There was a little cove on the strip of Dune Beach between the meeting house and the high school, and they collected their suits, the boys their rods and bait, and they all made their way down the ring road. An unmerciful sun beat down on them as they ambled past Wonderland's houses, painted in sugary greens and pinks and yellows, like a roll of candy buttons. When they reached the cove, they stripped down to their bathing suits and sprawled in the shade of a big rock. After a while, Ollie and Ash baited their hooks and climbed atop the rock, dropping in their lines, squinting in the brightness of the day, their browned backs squared up. Miller didn't bother with fishing, instead looking for steamers and hermit crabs and periwinkles in the rock pools. From time to time, she immersed herself in the shallow water to keep off the heat, her head coming up sleek and wet. From where they were sitting, the boys could see the words that she'd embroidered on her red, crisscrossed bathing suit. The lines from her father's poetry books, stitched in white thread, and wrought with golden and silver light, whatever a son will always sing is you. Are you nobody, too? appeared and disappeared as she moved in the water. Eventually, the boys gave up fishing and joined her. They floated on the glassy water like three pieces of driftwood, every so often jackknifing under the surface before re-emerging and resuming their semi-motionless state. When they got hungry, they ate the sandwiches packed by Miller's mother, egg salad wrapped in brown paper, and drank the colas they'd bought at the store on Main Street. The earth rotated and the sun moved across the sky. The tide went out, revealing the sandbar that connected the tidal island to the mainland and came back in again. They became hungry for dinner, but they were lethargic from the continuing heat, so instead they started telling ghost stories, and by sunset they'd forgotten all about supper. We should go, Ash finally said. We should. Miller agreed. They knew their parents would scold them for staying out so late. Let's go for one last swim, Ollie suggested. In those days, Aunt Tassie let him get away with anything. As they waded into the water, it began to glow with a million tiny blue-green stars. When they dove in and came up, it was all around them. They looked at each other, the three of them laughing, amazed their skin dripping glowing dots of green light, as if they were made from light, as if they'd become the constellations in the sky. They'd learn later in school that it was luminescence, the glow given off by a particular mix of unusual chemicals colliding, acting upon each other, when phytoplankton are disturbed by unexpected vibrations or sudden movements. 
they bloomed in warm weather.